Alrighty, welcome in. Farzcast here. I am Farz Yumasugian. Thank you guys for downloading and listening to another episode of Farzcast. I am very excited for this episode. We are going to be joined by Danny Boatwright, the winner of Survivor Guatemala and from Winners at War, the most recent season of Survivor. Uh, Survivor Royalty joining us here in just a couple of minutes. So I am very excited for that. And I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. We talk about her time on Survivor playing twice and everything she's been involved with the two times she has played Survivor. So looking forward to talking to Danny Boatwright. She's also from uh, my neck of the woods in Kansas City. So I am very excited to talk to her in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Got to give a big thanks to Charlotte. Charlotte, you know who you are. Uh, she is the reason that this podcast with Danny is happening. She's the bridge for this episode even happening. Uh, she has a connection to Danny Boatwright, so we were able to make that happen. So got to give a big thanks and a big shout out to Charlotte for helping make that happen. Uh, I know a lot of you guys are going crazy following the election stuff. Come on, let, let's take a little break from that. Uh because I don't think we're going to have the results in anytime soon. I know some people are happy, unhappy. Why not take a little break from all of that and listen to this episode with Danny? I know normally I talk about the news and just kind of give my thoughts on some of the stories that interest me the most. But let's be honest, is anything happening other than the election? I don't think so. So, uh, nonetheless... Uh, we're going to go ahead and skip that for this episode uh, as we'll talk to Danny Boatwright. That'll be, of course, the bulk of this episode in just a couple of minutes. One other thing. Um, I am still working. I, I know last week we were supposed to do an episode about my weight loss journey. I was going to do that last week, but we had a guest who had to back out last minute, uh, something out of her control. I've been talking to another fitness person who I know, but our schedule's haven't really been able to match up recently. Worst case scenario, I'll come back next weekend and do an episode about my weight loss. I'll just do it on my own. Uh, I, I just think it'd be beneficial if I had a fitness expert to talk about it with me. Uh, but look, I can still share the story without them. Uh, I just think it'd be better to talk to someone else about it. So I know a lot of you guys were disappointed. A lot of you guys were looking forward to the uh, fitness episode my about my weight loss and all of that. Uh, I promise that will happen uh, next week, either on my own or with somebody else. So, uh, I'll leave it at that. With that said, I will be back in just a moment. Danny Boatwright, Survivor Royalty, joining me in just a moment. Joining us right now on Farzcast, if you guys are into reality TV, you know who this is. She won Survivor in Season 11, Survivor Guatemala, yes. and she just recently played the most recent season of Survivor, Winners at War, one of 38 people to win Survivor. I know that was not such a good experience, but uh, it was still <laughs> yeah. great to see you nonetheless. Danny Boatwright is here yeah. with me on Farzcast. Yeah. Danny, how are you? Good. Um, crazy busy as every mom can um, can sympathize with. <laughs> um, but all good. Everything's great. Just a busy mom working, playing, you know, all's good, though. 
Thank yeah. you for having me. No, I appreciate you. I know you're you're you've got a very busy schedule, as do I, and I know our schedules did not match a whole lot. So I appreciate you <laughs> uh, making time now. Uh, what has this year kind of been like for you? Because you know, you started the beginning of the year on TV on Survivor, and then you oh, even wow. had a watch party. And yes. by the time the finale happened, you know, there was no reunion. You, you, you couldn't do yeah. any of that. The world just like fell apart after seeing, so, you know, it's funny. Maybe I had something to do with that. Maybe my exit, because it was literally right after my episode of oh, was my Winter Extinction that everything started going crazy and COVID hit and, and the world just got ripped out from under us. Um, yeah, it's been good. You know, it just seems like season I don't know. It seems like forever ago that we filmed season 40 and it was just such a weird experience for me. And I'm kind of glad that I didn't have to do a reunion. Um, I really didn't want to go back. <laughs> Not um, understandable. Yeah. And I was afraid of some of the things, I don't know, just, it was just, it would have been uncomfortable. So, um, but it was just, it was weird and it was weird, you know, having a watch party and then all of a sudden the whole country's on lockdown and it made it really easy to watch from home, I guess. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, and I guess I'll bring it up now. So we saw you and all the other contestants in the finale, but only for like five seconds because they're the, the whole Zoom thing. What was, was the plan for that? Were you guys going to actually do like a reunion or what did they tell you? Well, the, you know, I don't think they really knew. I think it was just kind of up to that to the last minute of what was going to happen. Um, we did do interviews through Zoom with the producers um, and it, for quite some time, but they didn't use any of it. I think maybe very little. I took little clips of maybe a saying something. Um, but yeah, it was just strange. I thought they could have done a Zoom with everybody kind of talking, you know, uh, but it was just really weird. I feel like they need, I, I thought that once everything started opening up again, that they'd bring us all back in just for like, especially since Survivor isn't airing, they haven't gone out to shoot another season. They, we could socially distance, they could bring us in and we could um, kind of do a round table and talk about, you know, what really went on and even see maybe some pretty good arguments. I think that would have been reality TV at its finest, but that didn't happen either. So it just seems like they need to do another all winter season to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they just pull, I don't know how much you follow big brother, which is also on CBS, but they just did an all-star season, which I, I get that's a little easier to do because they're literally in a bubble and they're locked yes. down. They're not going out, but uh, are you surprised that they're not doing another season right now? I am now I have to tell you big brother one of my friends Bailey uh was on big brother who's you know from oh, Kansas okay. City. oh and, that's right uh, yeah she is I had never watched uh big brother except for the two times she's been on and I only watched until like she was off um okay. so yeah that was easier and I know they were quarantined before starting the season you know everybody was quarantined yeah. they were testing and making sure everybody was good to go so it makes sense it's a little bit more difficult obviously with survivor and I think it just kind of depended on Fiji too you know, how Fiji was going about the whole COVID, you know, pandemic. And so I think they just weren't able to even get into Fiji was a lot of the problem. But I think now, I don't even know, they might be filming now or getting ready to, oh. to film, okay. I think. I did not so, know that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You probably know more than I do. Listen, I'm busy getting to basketball <laughs> games and baseball games and the work. <laughs> so I, I don't watch anything. I watch Hallmark now. I'm watching Hallmark Christmas. <laughs> oh, all the all the all the Christmas movies leading up to the yes. to the holidays. There Listen, you go. It's, yeah, it's cheesy, but it's fun. <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that at all. Um, 
So I did want to talk about, you know, your time on Survivor. I guess we'll start backwards a little bit and talk okay. about the most recent season. Um, okay. I know, I mean, we just kind of alluded with Big Brother a little bit. And I know a lot of times on Big Brother, if they find out All-Stars are pre-gaming, I mean, that's really forbidden there. But Probst has, you know, he's been pretty open and honest about it, saying, hey, this does happen. Um, yeah. Did you there's have no, a, I mean, there's no way to deny it. Did you have a strategy or did you talk to anybody before going out there? I, I, no one, I didn't have anybody's numbers. Um, you know, I, I went to one give kids the world or or two, maybe two times I've been to give kids the world, which is a a big fundraiser. A lot of us go out there and, and do in Florida, but these people, they know each other. I mean, they go like Natalie is family really with Jeremy and his wife. And so is Michelle that three that Jeremy, Michelle and Natalie are super, super tight. I mean, they're together all the time. And so that's kind of interesting that they all ended up on the same tribe too. There's lots and lots of pre-gaming that's gone on. I mean, Adam knows everyone. Um, I really was out of the loop. I didn't know anybody. And I thought that could work for me or it would work against me if we lost early, if I was on a tribe that lost early and which I did and it, and it definitely worked against me, but there was so much pre-gaming. There's so many pre-relationships that are made. I knew that, but I also knew I'm always going to go compete. I'm not going to not compete. And I love the game. So, you know, I wanted to do it, but there was a lot of that goes on and really to play any of these reality shows um, to its truest form, you have to be all newbies. It just has to be all newbies. So what happened exactly on your episode? Cause I did see your Instagram where you talked about how, the way they portrayed that episode, basically since ever since you guys lost the challenge and then on the way to tribal council, they, I guess it wasn't portrayed. You, you weren't happy about it, I guess. Uh, so what no. did go on with the whole old school, new school thing? Well, it's kind of cool. Cause Adam Klein validated everything that I said. So it wasn't like, you're just saying, Oh, sour grapes. Like he came on and said, no, like Danny um, was paranoid. And I was because he said she picked up on everything that was going on. And I was trying to fight for my life. Well, in reality, they made me look like I flipped on the old school when Rob is the one who flipped on the old school. They didn't show any of that. And um, he was working with Adam. He was working with Ben. He was working with all these new schoolers. And Adam even said to me, he wanted to work with me. But at that point, he knew they had all flipped on me. And he knew it wouldn't work out for him in the end if he was trying to really help me then because I didn't have anybody on my side. And Adam said that um, he told me the only way I could possibly find a way to stay is if I could get Parvati because he thought that you know, maybe I could work something up with Jeremy and Michelle to get Parvati out. Um, he said, but you've got to go talk to Rob. You got to get Rob on board. I knew Rob wasn't going to get on board with that, but if it's my only shot, I'm going to go for it. Right. But um, they yeah. also didn't show Jeremy accusing me of going through people's bags. Jeremy accused me of yeah. going through his bag and was like, mean about it and i was in tears and i'm like i would never do that that's not oh, how i yeah. play i mean i just got thrown under the bus and ran over several times and ben even said that which they didn't show he came over and put his arm around me he goes i feel bad for you because i feel like you're just getting thrown under the bus and run over and you're such a nice person and i'm like i know ben and then come to find out everything i talked to ben about he was telling everybody so i'm like good gravy oh. i just literally could not get my feet under me in this game at all and my tribe sucked they kept losing challenges and i'm like well you know maybe i would have had a chance had i made it into a a swap because 
I did bond really well with all the other people from the other tribe with Wendell, with Yule, you know, as they came to extinction, like we really hit it off. And I really wish I would have had a chance to play with Sarah Lucina and, you know, Yule and Wendell, no telling what would have happened, Sandra. Uh, you, you mentioned Wendell for a second. Um, I'm going to see if I can share something. I've never done this before on the podcast, so I'm going to oh, try. Can, okay. Can you see this? Yes. Uh, of Wendell? Okay. So I messaged him on Instagram because he said he was uh-huh. in Kansas City and he said he was with you and this is what he <laughs> sent me back. Yeah, Wendell. Can you hear that? No, I can see it. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go there. She's gonna bring me there. Thank you very much for the recommendation. So I, I sent him a message saying, Hey, you got you gotta get Danny to take you to Q39 and I was yes, not expecting a response, that. but that was pretty cool. And we did. We did go to Q39. Did yep. it live up to the hype for him? Yes. Oh, my gosh. He loved Good. it. We had so much fun. We actually took takeout and brought it back to the house and just ate and hung out and had so much fun. Wendell is a really great guy. And you know what? He got such an unfair edit. They made him look like a villain. And I'm like. Oh, with the whole Michelle holy thing. Holy smokes. He was just so tired of them trying to play that typical, you know girl thing that Parvati does and Michelle and he was just calling it out and he was so frustrated and annoyed by them and um yeah that it just came across that way and he he's so real Wendell is so down to earth and fun creative he's such a talented guy and so super nice I really felt bad about the edit that he got well you know it's interesting you say that because yeah I'm, I'm one of the fans where I'll I'll read a couple of the blogs I'll listen to a couple of the survivor podcasts and uh, when I was listening to the episode recap where you got voted out, I mean, the whole narrative was, oh, Danny got paranoid. She turned her back on the old school alliance and kind of the same thing with Wendell, where people were talking about how, oh, he was so mean and people thought yeah. Michelle still liked uh, Wendell. Oh, no. So it's <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's unfair to you guys, because all these reality TV bloggers and podcasters, yeah. they like to talk about the game, but I'm sure, Listen. you know. People, we understand the power of media. We understand <laughs> the power of edit and how things can be flipped to look a certain way um, when it's really not the case. And they really can do whatever they want to do. And that's exactly what happened to us out there. And they have a story they want to tell. Um, I also feel like, you know, Rob is survivor. Who am I? I won one time. Well, I won my first time out, which Rob took what? five times and a yeah, couple five, of six times. And get it done. But um, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, he is Mr. Survivor. And so I think they just wanted to protect that image for him. They love him. Um, you know, I'm just the mom next door in Kansas um, who happens to, to, you know, you know, have a little spunk in her and, and went out and won one time and they don't care about me. So, what's you know, fu- that funny. was evident. I was listening to, um, I don't know if you know Dick Donato from Big Brother Evil Dick. Uh-huh. Yes, he does I, a podcast yep. with, um, he does a podcast with Carolyn and uh, Troy Zan and a couple other survivors. And uh, they, they were talking about the, uh, I don't know what you call that, to, to get back into the, the challenge to get back into the, to yeah. the game. Yep. Um, they were making jokes about how if anyone else but Boston Rob is winning, Propes will tackle that person just to help Rob get an advantage. Right. Yeah. You know, it's funny because the first play-in challenge, I was super close. And oh, were you? Okay. It out and um, ro- uh, um, and uh, Propes is like, Danny's in this. Danny's super close. So he was getting ready to drop my ball right when Tyson, mm-hmm. right after Tyson dropped his. 
Um, I, I was right in it. Never mentioned it. Never oh, mentioned it. The first like, challenge. The first challenge. Yeah. I was like, why is why is Danny not in this? It's like, oh, they yeah. they went to five instead of three, and they took out your part of it. I guess. Yeah, I I was super close to the first play first play in challenge. I'm talking about. No, no, I know, I know. I'm talking about the first playing challenge from Edge of Extinction. But yeah, the first challenge even on Survivor, like I was the first one to swim out to the pole to get the the little uh, life uh, uh, vest preserver, whatever thing, ring. The ring, um, yeah. Yeah, the ring. And uh, I was the first one to get out there and get it by quite a bit. And I'm like, man, you they are giving me nothing this season. They gave me that I caught a fish this big. They didn't show all the crabs that I had caught, the other fish I caught. Um, I mean, the the coconut, the climbing of the trees. I mean, they showed none of it, none of it. And I was like, Oh, well, whatever. It's 2020. Well, the, the one challenge where you get fire tokens for um, taking like 20 coconuts or whatever that was. Uh-huh. Uh, Troy's then was commenting saying that, you know, Boston Rob still finished it because he knows there are cameras there. So yeah, I don't know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Rob's a cool guy, but you know, it, I, I think he's definitely made uh, uh, quite a living from uh, from being on Survivor yeah, so many and times. Yeah, on the edge of extinction, he didn't do anything. I mean, I thought Rob was gonna like build stuff, and Rob was gonna like go out and get fish and whatever. Nothing, nothing. Uh, I even caught conch. Those big, um, it's kind of like a sea snail. Um, Tyson taught me how to go uh, hunt for them, how to look for them, and I caught three of them, which is a big chunk of meat. Um, I also earned peanut butter when I was out there, which got stolen by Natalie. Um, and they didn't show any of that. So there's just a ton of stuff, man. I'm like, whatever. Okay. I actually, I'm glad you brought up the peanut butter because now understand from my perspective, I can't smell. I don't have a sense of smell. So it's probably sounds like a weird question from me, but I remember they showed Tyson, he was eating peanut butter but he wanted to hide it because he didn't want anyone else to know, which I don't get it. Like you're, you're all at the edge. Anyway, you're all eliminated. It's not like they can vote him out, but uh, right. at the same time, it's like, can't it, when, if he's like talking to you guys, you guys, you're going to smell it from his breath. Aren't you? You're going to know I he had peanut butter. I couldn't smell it. And I was worried about that too. Cause I'd go take a scoop of my peanut butter um, right before bed every night. So I could like sleep, not feel so hungry. I'd take one scoop and tried to just kind of save it. So I could last me the whole time. Um, and I was worried about it. Nope. I never smelled any peanut butter on anyone. And I was worried that about, about me as well. So I would take a scoop and then try to drink some water and swoosh it around. Yep. Nope. Couldn't smell it. Uh, I was going to ask you what you thought. A lot of fans aren't, uh, they don't like the idea of returning players. They feel like once you're out, you're out. Agree. But the whole, the whole yeah. fire token thing. I mean, what did you think of that? I just thought that I felt like they're trying too hard to put too many spins on things. Like for me being an old school player, I love old school survivor. Right. And I'm okay with an idol here or there, but then you have so many advantages and idols and fire tokens and whatever. It's like, where does the building relationships, um, the social game of things, the strategy really fit in when things can just, anything can be thrown at travel council. Like it's just a little too um, chaotic. Um, for me, I, I just didn't think that the fire tokens were necessary. I, I don't like the new advantage they have where you can um, nullify an idol. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like the, all that hard work to find an idol. For but, nothing. Well, yeah. and the other thing, let me go back to you about fire tokens too. Because somebody like uh, Amber and me and uh, Natalie who were on the edge longer than everyone else, we figure it out. Like a Natalie really had an a advantage. And oh, yeah. 
So somebody like Nick who comes out the end, he's not going to make it in. He doesn't have no. 12 fire tokens to buy his way through the challenge because that's what Natalie did yeah. and, um, and should have done. But um, that's what she did because she got so caught up in that final challenge. She wouldn't have won had it not been for all those fire tokens. So I just don't think it's fair for somebody like Nick. It's just, but I mean, Survivor's not fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> it just, it just, I, I did, it didn't, they didn't make any sense to me. The fire tokens, I thought it was stupid. Did you guys ever talk about the word bequeath? Because I had no idea what that uh, word meant. Yeah. <laughs> when I was reading it when I was like, bequeath this. I'm like, okay, did I just say that right? I don't know. Um, I was just like, okay. Um, but we did talk about that a lot on the edge because we thought the same as you were like, bequeath? Really? <laughs> just say will. I'm just going to tell you. Like, if I had been in the game, do you know how many fire tokens people would have bequeathed to me? None, because I had no pregame relationships. <laughs> I'm not the godmother of, like, some of these kids out there, like, Natalie is with Jeremy. And I'm like, I would have just, you know, whatever. I had a vacation. I mean, I had a, I had a break from doing dishes and, you know, homework. So, Yeah, but I saw I, in one of your pregame interviews, you talked about that a little bit. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, did you guys ever talk about who wasn't there because when the, when the rumors yes. came out about who, who was on the cast, a lot of people were shocked about Richard Hatch and Tina. Yeah. Tina, I think did an interview on um, Johnny Fairplay's how you, podcast. How do you not have Tina in that? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I would have, I, I just think Tina is one of those, I mean, she's is survivor. I mean, she's the, the you know, second winner. She's the first season I watched. So I just, you know, really have this, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a fan of Tina because of that. I think I just was surprised and she's in great shape. Um, you know, she's, she, she would have handled it just fine. I think she would have done really well. And I wish she would have been out there. It was somebody I was looking forward to seeing out there to work with, but yeah, I was surprised she went there. Richard Hatch. It didn't surprise me that much. I mean, yes, you should have Richard Hatch, but I think just because of all the legal trouble, um, and, just some of the things he pulled the first season he played, maybe they were afraid that he'd pull out there again and you can't get away with that now. Like you could back see, then. See, that's what I was going to ask you because well, my next question was going to be with Rob and Sandra playing on the previous season. Well, not playing, but you know what I mean? Yes. Um, did you guys have any idea about the whole sexual harassment thing that took place? Cause the season had no. not aired. No. Okay, you guys had no uh -huh. idea. Nope. Nope. Okay. We knew something and went, <clears throat> had gone down because um, Jeff just, the, you know, having meetings with us before it started, um, you know, just talking about some things and about me too, and all that kind of thing. And that they were just going to really, you know, be careful and look out for our safety and, you know, um, make sure we all felt comfortable out there. So we we're like, something must've happened the season before, because oh, yeah. I never had had that before. And, and I appreciate that, you know, but um, yeah, we figured something had gone down, but we didn't know. What, what, what did you think just having seen, I mean, as a woman, uh, you know, and I know you do so much for the community and, you know, when you saw that kind of thing go down, especially like just there's some of the reactions too. you know, how did you feel about all that? Honestly, I didn't even watch it when oh, it okay. happened. I all just right. heard about, I, mean, I literally, like I, I am busy working all day and I come home, I'm running kids all to, you know, games and practices. And then I come home and I have good intentions of watching because I record it. And then I fall asleep because I'm tired because of my oh, long no. okay. and so I kind of went back and watched a little and was filled in by, you know, people say, I just, um, yeah, I think they just need to be careful. If you figure with all the screening they do to get contestants on there that they'd know enough about them and what they're dealing with. But, um, 
I, I, you know, I feel I'm a strong woman and I feel like if I'm put in any kind of situation, I'm going to be able to handle my own. Um, and I have no problem telling somebody what I think. And I would have yeah. no problem going to a producer if I ever felt uncomfortable or whatever. Um, so yeah. Yeah. They really did, you know, go through that fourth wall where they actually showed the conversation with the producer. I don't know. I just feel like CBS, uh, cause it, it, this has been kind of an issue on big brother too, with racism. I know they interviewed you on channel five, uh, a few years ago. Uh, cause there has been a lot of that. In fact, they were actually making fun of a, uh, you, you, we were talking about Bailey's, uh, season. Uh, there was a, I'm plugging my phone in here. Hold on. Oh no, you're good. You're good. Uh, <laughs> I want to make sure we don't, we don't get cut out here. Yeah. We okay. don't want that. No. Um, but yeah, they were talking about, uh, uh, another contestant, Ian, who has autism, and I guess some of the yes. contestants kind of made fun of him. It's like, oh. I feel like CBS should really kind of step forward and just tell these shows, hey, look, you know, something's got to be done. I mean, I guess technically you're not breaking the rules at that point, but right, you don't, you also don't want that, especially nowadays with the backlash that comes with that. Yeah, yeah, and and just as society, we're so much more aware of, you know, um, of just social situations. And I think that, yeah, they need to be cautious because especially nowadays, like we need to really um, have, we need to unite and it's, that's not happening. I think, and it's so powerful what we see in the media or what we see on TV. And so I definitely think that they could be more sensitive about what they're putting together in some of these, um, you know, like on big brother or survivor um, be careful to make sure that they're not, creating more of a divide a rift or setting us back in any way if that makes sense no i absolutely yeah and they definitely can and i know that it's just sad i feel like we live in a society where people like to see um chaos they like to see um people fail they like to see people embarrassed they like to see people why why is that what makes good tv why is that's what is exciting like i don't get that because to me that doesn't i don't want to watch I don't want to watch. And I, I wish it was more about, you know, hard work, um, strategy in situations, gameplay, um, other ways that can be entertaining rather than seeing people um, embarrassed or hurting or, um, you know, situ situations like we were just talking about with Survivor pop up or Big Brother with the um, somebody with autism, um, you know, being made fun of. Yeah. why we don't need that we don't no. need that that's not good it's not good for us because we become what we see and what you know we hear so we need to be really careful what we're putting out there we really need to be careful uh going back to survivor uh and, and like i said i'm one of the fans I'll, I'll read the rumors on twitter and all that good stuff uh was it true that you were invited for uh game changers the season that sarah lacina won nope Okay. I've never been asked except for they kind of talked to us, uh, talked to me about uh, blood versus water and heroes versus villains. They did. I, but I just had had a baby. Oh, okay. So, well, actually yep. what's funny about uh, uh, blood versus water is uh, I, I, like I said, I read the rumors. They said that a couple of winners were coming back and somebody was going to uh, bring their husband who played in the NFL. And I thought for sure it was Danny Boatwright and Casey Wegman. I thought for sure you two were going on blood versus water, but no, right? it, was, it was the Culpeppers <laughs> instead. Yeah. Uh, and actually, how is Casey and, doing by the way? Well, oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. But, uh, oh, sorry. My son's calling me. Hold on. There we go. Oh, uh, no, that's okay. me. 
if he's at the park, it'll probably call a million times. Um, Brad Culpepper and my husband played together in the, um, they played together uh, on the Bears. Isn't oh, that okay. interesting? Yeah. Nice. So it was kind of fun. But Casey's great. Um, he's coaching baseball. So busy with coaching baseball. Um, and, you know, enjoying being retired. You know, he does a lot of hunting and um, he's just really enjoying uh, his free time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I remember he finished yeah. his career with what? I think like 10,000 snaps in a yeah, row. He had like the most consecutive snaps. I think he probably still holds that record. I mean, he played 16 years and he only missed uh, when he had a appendicitis. I think that was it, but he stayed healthy all that time, which is, you know, that's a, that's a miracle at that position too. See, yeah. I, I was pissed. Him. I was pissed when he left. Cause he's, he's one of my favorite oh. players. And then yeah. I was even more mad when he went to the Broncos. I'm like, Oh great. He's got to kill oh. us twice a year, which he did. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> then he came back. Funny. Go ahead. Oh no. I was just gonna say he came back and I was excited. And I wrote an article for, I don't know if you've heard of Kansas city sports and fitness magazine. Uh-huh. And I was making such a big deal about how Casey Wegman coming back and Ryan Lilja joining us. We're going to be the number one rushing team in the NFL. And that's exactly what happened. Yep. And you know, it's so funny. Um, so when Carl Peterson let Casey go by voicemail, um, oh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I was like, okay, listen, you know, maybe it's time to retire. We talked about it. And I was like, just see what happens the next couple of days. See who calls, you know, he, he felt like he still had, a lot left in the tank so just kind of see what happens the next couple days well immediately when the word you know got out um shanahan called right away and i had always said when we got married anywhere but denver or oakland (laughs) and so i'm like oh my gosh i guess denver's better than going to oakland but um denver was beautiful the organization was great um i met one of my very best friends um to this day i met her um when we were out there and what was really cool is when our little baby was, um, baby Bo, who's now 13, uh, when he was taking naps and we were in Denver, I would get on and vote for Casey to make the Pro Bowl over and over and over again. So like, I'm going to stick it to you, Carl Peterson. You just watch. You don't tick off me. <laughs> but um, he went to Denver and, as you know, had a great uh, stint there with him and oh, yeah. made the Pro Bowl. And it really, it just showed the Chiefs what a mistake they made because, um, the center that filled in for Casey after he left, who was a great guy, just didn't quite get the job done like Casey did. And then we ended it back up in Kansas City and got to finish his career there, which was really great since it's technically home for both of us. You know, I was raised did, here and lived here most of his life. Did you guys move out to Denver or did you guys keep your home in Kansas City? We kept our home in Kansas City and okay. um, and got a place out there. Uh, and yeah, just went back and forth. I flew back and forth quite a bit. It was the worst flights ever for those of you who have flown from like kansas city to denver and back it's so bad going over those mountains and i'm not a good passenger so that was not fun (laughs) but yeah we stayed and went back and forth and uh, colorado is just gorgeous so we loved it awesome yeah that's pretty cool like i said i was really glad he came back because i was i i I hated that he went to the broncos so i was Uh, glad he came back for sure i'm like what really (laughs) um by the way if you needed to answer your phone you're you're more than welcome to do that i can fill in while you're taking that call if you need to well he um (laughs) hold on i'll I'll, let me hold on one second yeah sure no worries no i'll I'll fill in while you step away but i nope i'm just telling him to text dad oh okay cool Um, yeah hold on real quick this, no, is, this is how it works, man. Let me tell you. That's why I felt hey. so bad trying to get a hold of you. It's like it has been, 
you know, just life in general is busy for everyone. And then with our, um, with, uh, my dad, my biological dad, not doing well right now too. Like, it's just, it's been a lot. So I felt bad. I was like, oh, I'm getting there. I'm getting to you. <laughs> oh, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, uh, yeah. And by the way, this is the laid back podcast. So, you know, the, there's no need for any of that. The, the, nothing on here is perfect. So it's all good. Um, <laughs> Uh, what was I going to ask you? Uh, oh, yeah, I did want to ask about your first time playing Survivor because um, I knew we were going to talk. And, you know, it's been a while since I've last seen the, the, the season. So I went back and watched a couple of episodes because I have CBS All Access. The first I completely forgot about this. The very first challenge it was immediately as soon as you guys got there where you guys had to do like an overnight race and everyone oh. felt horrible. Yeah. You know, uh, actually, when I heard that we were going to do a like that you know hike through the jungle right ended up being it was supposed to be like i'm gonna say like 12 miles or so but ended up being like 15 because we went out of our way because we literally just had this map they gave us in a compass and of course the sun set on us and we you know we had to just plop down and lay down on the ground which i had these enormous cockroaches that were in my pockets the next morning oh (laughs) Uh, but when i heard that that was our first challenge i'm like oh well this is right up my alley anything to do with endurance um that that's that that i'm i mean there's very few that would be better than i am at an endurance challenge so i knew i was that was going to be golden so i was like welcoming that challenge right um anything with the puzzle i hate um but when i heard that i wasn't devastated i'm like okay i got this you know i just hope the rest of my team does so we're not you know slowing down and like you know getting beat but yeah it was quite a doozy though to start off um, a season that way and our men struggled they got so sick on our tribe we thought we're not going to have a season because all these men are going to have to be taken out of the game right away they were so sick except brandon who was from kansas farm farm strong kid he was fine but um, oh, yeah, I, didn't, I remember there was someone else from kansas what part of kansas yeah. brandon's awesome near manhattan oh okay gotcha yep. yeah i did not know that okay that's good yeah, to know yep Brandon's um, awesome. He did fine. So you had uh, you had some big moments in that season. Of, I mean, of course, because you went on to win that season. But uh, I think one of the big moments was when you won that um, that advantage at the uh, auction and you switched places with Stephanie eventually during that. I, yes. I, I don't remember the, the whole platform thing where you flip over. Um, I mean, that kind of saved you. It, it looked like I, I, I don't remember exactly, but it seemed like they were targeting you on yes. that night were yeah. they okay so that would that was the last one left from my tribe and i thought okay that's why when the family auction happened i'm going okay i don't care to save my money to bid on family members i am gonna keep my money for food and then that that um, advantage came about and i'm like okay this is what you do in survivor right if you get a chance to get an advantage you gotta take it So um, that was key for me in the game because I probably was going to be the next one gone. And I was able to crack the alliance with winning immunity that time. And then they just started to crumble after that. So that was huge for me. That, that literally was, that was the game changer. That's what won it for me was that challenge. Well, another big highlight that season was you recognized who Gary was (laughs) because he played quarterback in the NFL. Random. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and what's funny is uh, I remember watching that finale. Uh, I mean, I was in high school that year. Uh, I was watching with my mom, and we're watching the reunion show, and we're both kind of look at looking at Gary th- saying, 
he looks like Brett Favre. And you made the same comment on the night of the reunion yeah. show. Yep. So I he thought did. that was really At first, that's what he looked like. But I had actually been up to where he had gone to school at Central Michigan. And yeah. they have a whole shrine of him like up there. You know, he was a big deal. That's how I recognized him. Wouldn't you have said, recognized him from, you know, playing. You said your dad uh, is also a Cowboys fan. Isn't that also how you knew him? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, that, that, I mean, that's how, yes. I mean, I've, I'd seen him up there and that's how I knew his face and whatever. But my dad is a huge Cowboys fan. He's a football fan in general. But yeah, so because we talked about that after, you know, we'd seen pictures of him up there and stuff and talked about it. He's a big Cowboys fan. And um, I, you know, it's funny. I think there's so much random sports knowledge I have that a lot of people don't have. And it's because of growing up with my dad, who was a coach and um, my brothers who were all played. And it's what we, you know, that was our whole life when I was growing up. So I just would hear and see so much. Like I was throwing out the mad Hungarian the other day. um, We were talking about baseball and uh, I was talking to my son about that's how you need to be is like this guy. You got to go up to the mound all mad. And people are like, who is the mad Hungarian? <laughs> you don't know who that is. Um, so anyway, it's just funny. So yeah, there's some crazy sports knowledge there that a lot of men don't have. <laughs> well, we were talking about Boston Rob earlier and uh, the season before season 39, he talked about how he was excited to be on because his girls were either born or they're at least old enough where they can actually watch him. So he was excited for that. Um, Obviously, you know, you didn't have kids the first time. You didn't have a a family of your own the first time Uh you played. Have your kids seen your first season or have you showed that to them? No. Oh, they have no idea? No, we've watched a little bit, um, but they're not really interested. They don't care. Oh, okay. Um, They'll watch survivor um and uh, you know they, they get into it actually season 39 my little one really got into it um he really enjoyed it um and was watching quite a bit of it um but they're so busy sports is like their thing and it's what they love um but they do enjoy survivor we do need to go back and watch my whole season but they don't care mom dad they're like yeah you don't care dad played me <laughs> NFL and what I don't think they really think of him as a former chief when they watch games you know yeah. it's just funny yeah. how kids can really keep you humble <laughs> was it different when you played the second time as a parent because I heard some oh. of the players talking about that yes um you know some of the the contestants that were out there uh for season 40 had little bitty ones and I don't know how they did it I don't think I could have done it with my kids being any younger than they were um when I went out for season 40 and honestly like I miss them tremendously but it was also motivation and as a mom I think at the ages that my kids were I knew they were fine I knew they understood but like Kim had little bitty ones and I'm like that had to really that that had to weigh on her I'm sure the um the season and that's it, hard because you're like do my kids understand you know do they understand why i'm away are they mad at me i mean there'd be a lot of things that go through my head at least my kids were old enough that we understood but i missed them so much and i was wondering yeah. how's baseball going in fact on the family visit that was the first thing we talked about was one the tornado that had hit right after i left it hit oh um, i do remember that uh, near our house and and we talked about that and then baseball. We were talking all about baseball. They, my mom wanted to know gameplay and what was going on, how I ended up the edge of extinction. I'm like, we'll talk about that later. What's going on back home? How's baseball <laughs> season going? Um, so that was, you know, it was funny because that that was different. No, that's pretty cool. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Which, which you only had one of your sons come out, correct? 
Yes, because my other one was playing in a, a, a huge baseball tournament that they invited only the top teams in the country. Okay. And so he was playing in that in um, North Carolina. And so they couldn't, they couldn't come out. And we knew that that, that obviously that was scheduled months in advance. And he, yeah, he needed to do that, of course. And my husband's okay. the coach. So, yeah, so he, that's why he couldn't come out either. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah and baseball is number one. Well, I mean, going God is number one in our lives and then baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was that like? Because, you know, you guys being on the edge, were you guys complete? I remember Ethan and Rob were standing thinking, oh, no, this is horrible. What is this? And then Natalie, I think, was the one who shouted, oh, my God, it's our families. And you guys all got up and yes. jumped up. Uh-huh. Uh, it was funny because we were at camp and we knew something was going on. And there was a certain producer that was over there that Rob's like, OK, um, this producer's only here when like big things happen, like challenges. So we started getting like our, our water shoes on and stuff. Cause we thought, okay. <laughs> and you could feel like the excitement in the air. Cause you usually have one or two producers. And all of a sudden we had like six, seven, eight of them. And we're like, what is going on? And they said, if you guys could just sit tight here a second, you know, at, at camp. And of course I'm the rule follower. So I'm sitting there and then uh, Natalie gets up. And she gets up and walks. And I think they wanted to surprise us at camp, probably with our families. But she gets up and goes over. And then that's when she's like, oh, my God, our families. And I was like, OK, I did. I, I, I wouldn't get my hopes up until I could see them. And then that's when I saw them. And I fell to the ground just bawling. Because I remember that. So much had gone on. And like I said, back at the beginning of the game, when mm. I just got thrown under the bus. And I just couldn't believe the way some people were acting and the way Jeremy came after me. And I was just missing home, missing my loved ones, missing the people that truly, you know, ha have my back and have my best interest at heart and just hugging my kids and all those things I miss from home. Like all of a sudden, just having that bit of home there with me was overwhelming. And plus to see my mom, because I lost my dad, my biological, I mean, sorry, my um, stepdad, who I also call my dad, who I was very close with, lost him three years before going out to play. And he was such a big survivor fan. And so just, I take care of my mom, you know, we're here back home. And so to see her out there and get to share that moment with her was amazing. I just wish I could have shared it with her in the game because I know how much yeah. the reason I was on survivors because the two of them. And so to see them, I just wanted to share that moment and so wanted it to be in the game. Um, but I, I needed it more on the edge. So it just meant more and you're shocked, right? Because you get mm. the family visit in the game. And Yeah. And I wanted that to, I wanted that so much with my mom and then to still to be able to still get that was just incredible and overwhelming. I still get almost teary eyed thinking about it. I loved at that tribal council, how you guys all just stormed to Jeff and thanked them. I thought that was awesome. A lot of people thought that was one of the best things that, uh, oh, you, that the yeah, show put on. Because the it, edge of extinction sucked. I mean, it had yeah. a lot of great elements about it. Cause you really get to find out things about yourself that you never knew. You, you just, you, you bond with people on a different level and there are some great things, but you're so hungry, so tired, so discouraged. And to have that, it was like, it gave me every bit of energy I needed to get through the rest of that game and give it my all. You mentioned uh, Jeremy again, and I'm kind of bummed not to hear that story. Cause I really liked him uh, the second time he played when he got voted out. Did you have some satisfaction just from seeing that? Oh, I did. I was like, and I was like, if he makes it to the end, I'll do anything in my power to keep him from winning. <laughs> But then Jeremy and I are buddies now. He's oh, you guys are good. Guy. Okay, good, good. Okay. He's a great guy, great family man. Um, he's he's wonderful. And you know, you have to forgive. It's a game. 
Um, and he honestly, I mean, his biggest alliance was taken out without him knowing it. So he had to do what he, you know, had to do. And he apologized and apologized. And I was like, man, Jeremy, that just really hurt my feelings. Cause I'm just, no matter what in life, I'm super competitive, but I don't play that way. And so yeah. that really threw me for a loop because my season that I was on, everybody just got along so well. And I never experienced anything like that. So that was just wow. I was like, man, this is this is what this is really about. And I just wow. <laughs> yeah, because like, I, I know I know we got a little sidetracked there, but going back to your first season, you played a fairly honest game with everybody. Um yes. I know you I, I think you said this in another interview you did where the producers hated you because you didn't give them everything, which is great. That's actually smart strategy yeah. there. But um yeah, I did want to talk about that final challenge because I did watch that recently. Um, Stephanie had a, so basically the challenge was for those who don't know, you had your backs against uh, a pole and then your legs were on a platform. Basically. I mean, you're in midair, uh, Stephanie was struggling and you made it look like you were just sitting on the couch. (laughs) Yeah. But the beginning, the beginning I started, everything started to close in. I thought I was going to pass out. I got real nauseous, like the whole feeling of right before you pass out. And I was just locked down in prayer and I'm like, Oh Lord, please give me the strength and make it through this. I took a deep breath and immediately once I locked into prayer, I, I, it got my mind off of the pain. And so I was able to deal with it. And it was like, I had a surge of energy and I started thinking about my little dog that needed a hip replacement. And I'm going, if I win this, I can justify spending $10,000 on my dog's hip to give him a new hip. And it just gave me this, this energy. And I'm like, I am not coming down from this no matter what, like we were up here for as long as it needed to be. And I had that mindset. I started thinking about other things and I I was okay. And that's why I was hurting. I mean, your legs are hurting, your back's hurting, but I was like, I can do it. I started twirling my hair. Like I'm bored working on her, like looking at my nails, picking at them. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, it's hot up there. I'm hungry. And you know, my legs hurt, but I was like, okay, maybe if I just work on her mentally and play this game, like I'm completely fine. It'll break her. Um, and I do think too, I'm, I'm taller than Stephanie. So I do think I had an advantage having a little bit longer legs too. Um, uh, well, I, I was going to say, I can't remember the guy who was third place. What was his name? Rafe. Rafe. So he made just one very mental error where he touched the pole. He had actually done like, that two other times. Oh, really? He okay. did it twice and that Jeff wasn't looking and I saw it and I, I didn't say anything just because I'm like, I'll beat you no matter what, you know, you can, you can sit here and readjust and touch. I'm winning. And, um, and then Jeff caught it the third time. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, it looked like he was pretty comfortable too, but, uh, yeah. has, I don't know if you've ever been asked this, but how would the final vote have gone if, if you took him instead? Well, um, you know, I honestly thought that I would be fine either way but you know the name of the game at that point is i'm representing my alliance you want to win let's go for the let's go for the kill like you know that that's the sure thing to take steph but everybody said they would have voted me as well um yeah i thought maybe i might lose uh cindy's vote um if rafe was up there and she was like nope she still would have voted me um but rafe so like he you know he had a deal with me and with Steph. So he felt he could adjust himself. He thought he could get, you know, out of that challenge and still be okay to go to the final because he was feeling pretty cushy. If he had made a deal with me, like I was his number one and Stephanie wasn't, and we had that bond, I would have taken him. 
but we didn't. I'm like, you can't, it's like a guy trying to date two girls. No, that's not going to fly with me. That's not okay. <laughs> I gotta be the one. Well, um, he, so you made a promise to him. Together. You made a promise to him. And coincidentally, the second time you played kind of reminded me of Ben when he just went up to Sarah and said, Hey, look, you know, do what you want or, or, or vote me out, whatever. Were you, were you surprised when he said that to you? Um, yeah, I was, um, yeah, I mean, it, it just was odd. I'm like, why, why would you do that? You don't, you don't, you don't do that. <laughs> you need to be yeah. fighting for your life. <laughs> so I was surprised, but I was like, either way, I'm like, nope, you know, that was the goal with, you know, Gary and Bobby John and Brandon, when we would talk like, you know, to crack this alliance, to make it to the end, to win. And those were my guys. That was my alliance. And I was being sticking true to that and then playing however I needed to, you know, to get to the end and represent the people that I was loyal to, because if it had been roles reversed and I told Bobby John and Gary in that final tribal council, I told them, I said, guys, I would have taken Brandon over the two of you. My alliance was from Brandon from the very beginning. I like you guys would have been loyal, you know, to the end, but Brandon was my guy. I would have taken Brandon He's a kid from a small town in Kansas who wanted to go out and see the world. He had some, I had traveled all around the world modeling. I'd made a lot of money. I had my experience, you know, and I wanted Brandon. I just love that kid so much. I still call him a kid. He's a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I would have been so happy seeing him win that game. But, um, you know, they went after him. So I felt like I represented Brandon going to the end, even wore his shorts. If you notice those blue shorts. Uh, yeah, I do I remember that. Yeah. Were Brandon shorts. <laughs> So, uh, when you, when you had that final tribal council, so I got two questions after that. First off, when Jeff grabs the vote and says, okay, I'll see you, you know, in Los Angeles, what happens right after that final? Do you guys have like a big feast to celebrate yes. the season? Okay. Nice. Yeah. So Stephanie and I, and I had a lot of fun with Stephanie. I mean, I think if we probably would have started off maybe you know, on the same tribe, who knows what would have happened. Right. Um, but she's obviously a very good player, very strong competitor. She's a beast. Um, at the end of it, Stephanie and I, uh, they took us in a car back to Ponderosa. We had a little bit of a drive and they give us these backpacks full of like, um, food, all of like our favorite. I mean, I ate Snickers after Snickers after Snickers and <laughs> we ate so much. We we're laughing. I mean, I had a, as soon as he said, that's a wrap, the doctor brought me a Coke and I was like, not a Coke drinker. And I took a sip of that. I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever tasted in my life. And still <laughs> to this day, I will drink Coke now. But, um, and then we go back and they have a big party feast where everybody just kind of hangs out. And then the next morning we were on a flight back. So I really right. hadn't had a chance to, you know, decompress and like, you know, kind of, you know, get my sense of reality um, back after being out of the game. So my flight home was just really weird. And I remember people looking on the plane, like, look at that girl. She's so skinny. She has oh, some sort of eating and you disorder. Can't, you can't say anything. No, no. <laughs> and then when my family all came to pick me up, I mean, they were just in tears. And my mom said, I knew when you came off that plane. Now they knew my brother went out for the family visit. So they knew I had at least been that far in the game. Oh, okay. But my brother said, the only thing I can tell you is it looked like she was the odd man out. She looked like she, but she just got some big advantage when I was there. And my brother's telling him that's all I know. Because he saw that I voted on, you know, getting that, uh, that special clue. And uh, anyway, that's what he told me. So they had no idea. So when I got off the plane and I've got these fresh bug bites and I'm a hundred pounds, not a hundred pounds. I was in like 94 pounds or something. They were like, okay. My mom's like, I knew you, you know, gone very, very far. Yeah. But I didn't That's tell a, him. So 
when you when you're when you guys film, obviously, you know, they can't the jury can't say anything, I I, I assume. Um, I think Tony mentioned a couple people told him, um, but you know, neither here nor there. Uh, so the, yeah. the question I'm asking is when you're waiting for those four or five months or however long it was for you, is it nervous? Is that, I mean, is that all you're thinking about every day for however many months? If you well, want and or not? see, I got back in August and the show started what like started up the end of September, right? First of oh, okay. October, right in there. So my season kicked in right away. So that kind of helped. Okay. Uh-huh. And then I won the end of December because they did it differently when they would film uh, back then. So I really didn't have to wait that long. But after it, it wasn't hard for me. It wasn't hard at all. I, I, I was fine. I loved playing that game and people not knowing. <laughs> yeah. It was great. <laughs> well, actually, what's funny is um, when when we heard about season 40, uh, I think the rumors came out that you guys all came back home. And I think you did a uh, Facebook Live video or Instagram or Facebook Live. I can't remember. And I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to see if, you know, someone mentioned Survivor. And I think someone commented and said, uh, I hope you come back. And you're just like, yeah, I'm never going to come back. They don't bring anyone back from my season. And then two comments later, someone goes, I'm excited to see you on. See, the person was reading the comments out loud to you. And Mm -hmm. you didn't really have any choice to address it, I guess. Well, I mean, you kind (laughs) of deflected it. But no, it was was a terribly kept secret. Uh, I think everyone was excited to just see that season unfold. You know, and I really wish they'd have a second chances because now that I do know people um, and I felt like with Rob and Sandra, like they had a dress rehearsal right before they went into season 40. Oh, yeah. That's a huge advantage. Had I had that and seen how, you know, up to pace the game was and kind of get, you know, how fast the game was and kind of get up to pace on that um, would have been a huge advantage. Um, but um, now, you know, there's some relationships that have been made, like you just know, uh people that you just you didn't know before it would be fun and plus you love playing the game and i'm so stinking competitive that it just it irks me every day right like i want to get back out there and do it again um and it's i mean it's just, like i said it's just it's always it's always fun to play and i, I would love that opportunity again and plus I, I just feel like our season I, i've always felt like i'm one of the most underrated winners a lot if of people have said most, that. If not the most underrated. And I don't put my category in the best. Tony clearly is the best to ever play the game. Okay. He is. And, um, but underrated, like one, I won my first season, right? It didn't take mm-hmm. me several seasons. And two, I won immunities. I provided in camp. I was a big part of my, my team winning immunity challenges. We won a ton of them. Um, I won personal immunities. Um, I made great relationships. I made moves that needed to be made that cracked major alliances. And then I did something nobody's ever done before where we left our camp to go to the other camp and invite the other team to come to our camp to have a pool party. Like, I mean, there were so many things and I sit there and think, okay, guys, yeah, I don't think of myself as the greatest winner, the most entertaining player, but I mean, come on, what other box do you want me to check? You know? Yeah. I don't know I don't why. Know. This just I just remembered this because uh, we were talking about Propes and, you know, Rob's his favorite player. Shouldn't you be his favorite player? Because you're both from Kansas. That's right. Absolutely. Come on. <laughs> I should be his. He's his favorite. And you know what? Rob is uh, funny and he's very, you know, likable to, yeah, people. And I think um, outside of the game, you know, you you, you, he's a good dad he's a great husband so those are all things that um make him okay at the end of the day i'm just still ticked off at him (laughs) (laughs) um oh gosh i was gonna ask you something else about 
Survivor. Oh, and you know, I got to tell you this. I get this question a lot. It's like, yeah, sure. Who were you the most surprised with out there, you know, in the game? Uh Um, Me, I thought Tyson. I even put him as the first person I would want to vote out if he was there because I think he's a jerk. And I (laughs) love Tyson. I was like. That's what a lot of people say. Yeah. So that they're the edge of extinction with him. Like, Tyson, you know what? I like you. He's just, I appreciate that, Danny. (laughs) He's also like a gentle giant. He's, he's all, he's, he just puts on this facade, but he, again, is also like Rob, a great dad and husband. Um, And it was fun to hear him talk about his wife and his kids out there. And then when we went back to Ponderosa, like Tyson and I'd hang out by the pool and um, talks, had a great time. He is, he's a character and he's a lot of fun and he's genuine, which I was really pleasantly surprised with. I remember when he when he had to bequeath his tokens uh, the first time he goes, I'd rather just swallow it. And then the second yeah. time he just flips off all the boxes, which yeah. I thought was great. And then yeah. uh, when you guys were doing the coconut challenge, um, he goes, man, I never thought I'd leave behind so many coconuts because he stole a bunch the first or the season he won. He's played, I think, four times. So I thought yeah. that was pretty funny. That was good to see yeah. him back as well. Yes. I do, yeah. I do, I do remember what I was going to say. Um, it wasn't a question necessarily, but you and Tony are my favorite players to play the game. So I was really excited for this season. I I was hoping you two would, you know, work together, but that never happened. I'll give you some inside information on that though. Um, Tony said, so after it was a wrap, it's the first time we met, right? I went, actually went back to his, um, you guys guys never played together. No, huh? Or had we never met. And um, so I went over to his bungalow. He was still over there kind of, you know, because he's been playing so hard all the time and he just doesn't want to come back in and be around people. And I get that. So I went over there and knocked on his door and I was like, hey, Tony, I just wanted to meet you and like talk to you. Oh, I sat down in there. We had the best conversation. And he is so funny. And he's like, Danny, he's like, I really that that was one of that was one thing he wanted to do was play with me in the game. Sarah, Tony and myself. And then I ended up over on the other side. And um, so it's kind of funny to hear him say that. Added. um he's hilarious i mean he's just always on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but he's so fun he's and he's a great guy was, i was really happy to see him win because he did he played a flawless game that was a great and game. um but yeah it was funny and then when i got voted out he 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 texted me um and and called me and was just so upset with the edit I got because he, you know, of course knew everybody feels about everything going on. And, um, he's just like, that wasn't cool. He's like, I had that my second time out. And, um, and he just said, I understand how you feel. And he loved, I did a little, um, lip sync to I'm on the edge from Lady Gaga and did a video and posted that on Instagram. And he just thought that was funny thing ever, but he had some very colorful words to share with me on how I was edited and how upset he was by that. So, and what he would have said to Rob and what he would have said to Parvati. So it was kind of funny. Uh, What did Parvati do? Well, he, so the final tribal council, you know how I try to go for Parvati and he thinks, and I you're guess talking, just, you're talking about the tribal council where you got voted out just to be sure. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, Tony was talking about that. Okay. Um, and I think just kind of how she plays the game and uh, she has to, he was kind of frustrated with some stuff, but anyway, so when he saw the final tribal council go down, when I got voted out in the way Parvati was just kind of phony and um, was talking about how this is all about relationships. And then she was laughing in it. Um, and he, um, he just made the comment. She sounded like a laughing hyena and he would have stood up and would have said, all right, 
let's get real right now. And like, I mean, what he shared with me um, that, and I thought was very entertaining of how he would have handled tribal council. And I assured him, Tony, I was told by um, Adam, I had the blind side. So I didn't fight so hard in tribal council had I, I, you know, and I even thought, well, I probably don't, but if, if he's shaking his head right before and we're on gag order, Adam's shaking his head. Yes, you have the blind side. So I didn't want to stir the pot too much thinking I had it, but I'm like, if I didn't know that Tony, I would have stood up and called it out. Like, okay, Jeremy, let's talk about, you want to know why the reason Natalie's home because of poverty or on the edge of extinction because of poverty and Jeremy, it was between the two of you. Uh, Parvati's the one who brought up all that. It wasn't me. It got thrown on me, but it wasn't me. I wouldn't even have called all that out. I tried to tell Jeremy that before we went to final tribal council, but um, I would have just brought up all everything that was going on that I knew and bring it out and then hopefully creative chaos that we could have come up with a vote against Parvati. But Adam was assuring me I had the blind side on her. So I didn't do that. Did, did you have a chance to see Tony's first season? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the things I appreciated because I guess I can't remember. I think it was Spencer, the chess player. I, I think he won like a chess tor- world chess tournament or something. Yes. I, I guess he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and it, Tony just kind of stood up to him. So yeah, that doesn't surprise yeah. me. That's that's good to hear that he would have done that yeah. for you. And you, you did, and I was telling him, like, Tony, I would have done the same thing, but I thought I had the blind side because Adam's literally shaking his head, and Adam did that because Adam and I had a lot of words with him at Edge of Extinction when he came to um, to the Edge. But he um, he did all that, and I understand because he had this um, alliance with Boston Rob, right? And he was also trying to work with Ben. So he was sitting really good, and he was afraid I would expose too much if I all of a sudden started talking about everything that was really going on, and then it would have hurt his alliances he had then made. And so, I mean, it made sense. But I'm like, man, I wish I would have known that I was not um, – you know, sitting comfortably with a blind side and I would have stood up and called it all out of exactly everything that was going on and how I didn't steal anything out of your bag, which we knew was made up. And I was not the one who sent Natalie home. I'm not the one who created all that. And um, anyway, but you know, should have, could have, would have. That makes me happy that you two are my favorite players hearing that story now. Um, Yeah. He's uh, great. I think I think everyone was disappointed because you you two never crossed paths in the game. I think everyone was hoping for the same thing between Tony and Boston Rob. Everyone wanted to see Tony versus yeah. Boston Rob. Yeah, that would yeah. have been good TV, but I guess not. Yeah, it would have been. Oh yeah, he was. He told me exactly. What he, oh, it would have been great. They missed the mark on that. Yeah, Man, they missed the mark on that. It would have been so good. Um, uh, I just wish that I had been flipped with Kim. I wish Kim had been on our tribe. And I would have been on the other tribe because I know going into it, I so badly wanted to work with Sarah. Um, and, oh, yeah. and, and so it's funny because then Tony and Sarah both said how they wanted to work with me and they were, um, that was, that was the plan. Um, and that would have been fun. And, and, and Yule, oh my gosh. And then I didn't know I was going to become such good friends with Wendell. Like that was just unexpected. And, um, and I'm like, man, I would have sat really well over there on that, on that other side. Would you ever come back and, and play again, like a Survivor 50 Legend season? Okay, so yes, because I just love the game and I love to compete. And I'm so pissed off that I, I, I just want to, <laughs> I'm not sure how I'd handle my interviews with production during the game um, because I've just had enough. I'm just fed up. But yeah. um, uh, 
they were all really great. They were so nice to work with and all that, but just because the way I was edited, which really didn't have anything to do with them who ask you the questions, they were phenomenal. Uh, CBS was great. I mean, just to bring all of our families out there, like all of those good experiences, just a bad taste left in my mouth. I want that chance again, because I'm so competitive. I would love now that they've lowered the um, age requirement for my son, my oldest son and I to get to yeah, play. Yeah, I heard he about that. Play it. He's so athletic. He's so smart um, and very likable. I'm like, that would be interesting. Yeah, but they lowered it to like 16, maybe. Yeah. So, Jeff, yeah, on, on your finale, Jeff said something about 16 year olds and nobody really understood what he meant by that. So, yeah, I guess so yeah, they are. Yeah. Kids and I'm parents glad, go out there. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people were kind of thrown off by that. Um, Okay, so a few other things before we uh, put an end to this. Uh, so you have been involved with Heart for City Union Mission in Kansas City. Talk yes. about that. Oh, my gosh. So our City Union Mission in Kansas City is one of the best in the country. Um, they have so many programs through there, and I was just floored what they do for the homeless in Kansas City. And not just homeless, like homeless families or families that are about to be homeless. And the facility there is magnificent. And they have like a 60% success rate of people who go through their program, which I thought was great. Um, and I have such a heart for kids, for young people. And so I loved getting to connect with the city union mission to start working with their youth, which is amazing. Um, but I love our city union mission and my experience on survivor this last time really opened my eyes to what it's like to you know, to, to feel homeless and to be hungry. And my first time I played, I was riding high, right? Like, okay, I'm in this game. I'm getting to go. This was different. And, in, in the aspect that like, I got to really feel like the loner, the outsider, I've never experienced that in my life. And it was a great experience because it opened my heart to people who are out on the streets alone, who are suffering. Like I saw an end to it, right? Like I get to come home back to my house and my family, but some of these sure. people on the streets, they don't see an end to it, right? They think that this defines them and it doesn't. And our city union mission is there to be that pillar in their life to show, look, this doesn't define you. You were made for greatness and we are the pillar to help you make that a reality. And I'm on board, right? Like sign me up. I want to be a part of this because I have such a heart for people and a heart for my city. And it's my passion now um, are the hurting people in our city and, and everywhere, but to start in my city to make a difference. And I've been raising money for them. Um, all the cameos that I do, the money goes to a charity that my friend uh, Leanna and I started single one for single moms. And we are taking all the money we raised for my cameos, going through the city union mission and blessing a single mom that is, um, going to be graduating their program. So, that's really cool. And then um, we've just been going around raising money. Um, we have a, a youth group called My Tribe where we bring young girls in, we bring young girls from the mission in um, and try to really show how important diversity is, having girls from all walks of life, from all different um, backgrounds, beliefs, how you can come together, right? And have these different views. You're raised differently, but realize we're human beings, right? Yeah. And we're here to support each other. And the real way to make a difference in this world is to show diversity and how beautiful it is it is. And so, um, we've also started doing that. And so it's just great. And I, I love just getting these ground roots started and I love it. I love our mission, love working with them. And it is a hundred percent my passion now in life and I'm loving it. That's awesome. And you did mention your friend, Leanna, and I have this written oh. down here, your, um, your, my tribe USA podcast, you guys do it together. I've listened to a couple of episodes, uh, talk about that a little bit as well. 
so yeah, so my friend Leanna and Latrice, Latrice, I used to go to school with um, from ta- back in Tonganoxie days, who's a beautiful person. Um, we get together. So this summer we did a group of podcasts and we're trying to get back to do it again, but we're all very busy moms. Um, and we just want to get together um, and just talk about just, you know, just um, issues that everybody faces, not just women, not just young kids, but everyone and understand that we're pillars there to, to help, um, you know, strengthen people, guide people. And that's why we started the podcast. We just get on there and talk and have a lot of fun. But again, um, diversity, how important diversity is and uh, with so important <laughs> in society, especially this year, the way things have been, um, mm-hmm. it's important yeah. to really try to bring people together. So, and you still have your business that you uh, own, yes. uh, Sideline Chic. Was is that something you started yeah. after your first time you played? Yes. Yep. Yep. Started okay. after um, a friend of mine and I. We just started making some shirts, cute apparel we'd wear to games, and then people were like, "Oh my gosh, you know, we love that. You need to start doing, you know, more with it." And it just kind of grew from there. And uh, it's just kind of a hobby. It's just fun. I love uh, fashion and we don't, we don't have a lot of time to spend on it because we're busy doing other things. Um, so, but we enjoy it. We have a lot of fun. Yeah. Sideline chic. And, uh, we just did an event last night. I think I was telling you about this week. We were getting ready for this holiday event. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then today taking pictures. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of irons in the fire and I like it that way because I like being busy. So this is one thing I wanted to ask you about. I came across this video a while ago where I talked about, you know, 10 former survivor winners where are they now and they talked about you a little bit and they mentioned you were an author is that correct oh yeah so i just finished writing a children's um series oh nice uh, with my friend jess that we're working on and working with an illustrator now um okay. pictures um yeah so my, my friend jess is a writer i uh, just she she helps me quite a bit let's put it that way <laughs> Hi, Ryan, um, and does it. <laughs> is the book published yet can you say anything about that no, yeah we're in the process right okay. now gotcha so, all right yeah, we'll, t- we'll have to do another podcast to talk about that yeah so. for sure yeah hopefully there's a season to also talk about as well no i'd love to do that um so yeah. here's something i really wanted to ask you about because i used to be in okay. sports media um yeah. you used to work with 610 sports radio uh in kansas City, which i know your good friend gary was not a, a fan of because that kind of Ruined his uh, his his cover yeah. <laughs> the first time. Um, so I'll be honest. When I worked at six ten, there was somebody, a couple of people I I asked because I mentioned I'm a huge fan of the show. I said, "What did Danny do for six ten? I've heard you know you've done a, a few different things. I, I I never got the full story. So what did you do for six ten? So first of all, I started off at eight ten. Okay, and I hosted a show on Sundays with a couple of guys, and then. Um, and then like, I would go up to uh, like a Lake Tahoe and would bring in, you know, people to interview and just kind of do a lot of different, almost like intern type stuff with, um, with 810. And then 610 was like, Hey, we'd love to have you come over here and host a radio show. So um, I went over there with Chris Goff and we hosted a sports radio show um, okay. on, on Saturdays and Sundays. And uh, we did that and it was great, but it didn't last long. I ended up at ESPN and started working in Bristol and did uh, fantasy football with Ron Jaworski and Antonio Freeman. Oh, wow. And then no from idea. there, I went to Chicago and started working uh, with Celeb TV and Intersport. So I do like special uh, stories with, um, uh, sorry, my son's texting me, um, with uh, Intersport. Like uh, we did a, a road to the final four story with a lot of the coaches and um, some of the best shooters 
in college sports history and um, and then did the celeb TV there, which was interesting because I don't know anything about celebrities, but I soon learned like a lot, <laughs> but it was fun. I loved Chicago. It was such a great city. So when did you leave sports media? Oh, I left, oh, when my first, when Bo was getting ready to be born, okay. that's when I came back um, from Chicago and was like, okay, it's time to, you know, just start a family here in Kansas City. And that's when it started Sideline Chic and then started doing just a lot of um, charity work here in Kansas City. Gotcha. Awesome. All right. Uh, by the way, I did want to show this before you go. You know who uh, who Wendy is uh, from she, a couple of seasons season 38 the same season yep. chris underwood won did you see yep. the cube she did of you no but i loved wendy i hope okay, she let said me, something nice let me show oh no 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 <laughs> she definitely said something nice so oh. every time somebody got voted out i'm trying to pull the video up every time somebody got voted off she would make a rubik's cube of them uh oh and yeah somebody told me about this and she's playing the audio clip of Whoever got voted out. So this week it was your week. This is 441 oh. Rubik's cubes in four hours. Wow! What? Well, she's such a talented artist, isn't she? Oh no, like, she really is. Yeah, I've yeah. heard a lot. Yeah, I love that. That's that's. She's. I loved her. Her season. Just you know, who didn't? Her personality was so fun. Oh yeah, uh, very refreshing. There's not many people like her out there. It needs to be more people like Wendy in this world. I've tried. Solve, I've even googled. I've tried googling a Rubik's cube, how to solve a Rubik's cubes, and I can't do it. And the fact that she's doing this, like, that's pretty impressive. Right. Wow. Wow. I like that picture. Pic that picture better than the real one of me because it's not as uh, clear which is nice oh <laughs> uh, no no it's all good <laughs> wow this is really amazing i'd heard uh, somebody talking about it but i never did see this yeah she did that for every time someone got voted off for season 40 wow i want to buy that <laughs> wow that's crazy yeah, that's awesome. I wasn't sure if you saw it. I know Ethan, uh, so I'm, Ethan got voted off after you did. So she did uh -huh. that for Ethan the following week. So yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if you had seen that or not. I actually came across that recently for the first time. So that was wow. pretty cool. Yeah, I, I love uh, Wendy. I her Like I said, her personality is so refreshing. But I wish she wouldn't have let the chickens go. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> like, I, I do remember that. Too, but, you know, some of them is okay to eat. Yeah. <laughs> uh that, that that was definitely interesting to watch all right well danny uh we talked about so many things i really appreciate you coming on uh hope hopefully we can do it again hopefully there is oh. a season to talk about next time we do this yes, yes. yeah or yeah like to talk about the seasons that's uh, that, that's going on i mean as much as i can follow it right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> hopefully the okay. hopefully the chiefs have another super bowl by then all that good stuff yeah, let's talk some sports, right? There's a lot of interesting things going on, obviously, with sports and COVID and um, basketball seasons gearing up, which is going to be interesting. And then, you know, all that's going on with KU right now. So there's it, it's there's a lot to talk about. 
So. Yeah, that'll be very exciting. I got my I'm got my KU shirt on now. So I was just gonna say Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Yes, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Oh, and you know what? It. You know what? Last year they would have won the national championship. Oh and I'm yeah. Sure I got, I'm gearing up to go down to the Big Twelve tournament. I'm excited. Like March Madness is Christmas for us around here. Like we go. All, I love. It's my favorite time of the year. And they canceled the tournament after the first like two games. Right, that first night of the Big Twelve tournament, and I'm going. No, no, no. Now we've overstepped our boundaries with that this was COVID. A really like when you start messing time. with the NCAA tournament, oh man, that was terrible. We would have won it all. I, I'm a Vegas Golden Knights fan, uh, and I was crushed when hockey went away because yeah. because Vegas had the number one seed at the time. So yeah, yeah, it was it sucked to lose KU. I was glad hockey and uh, the NBA came back, but yeah, yeah. KU. I think they were going to go, but we'll yeah. never know. Yep. Oh, unfortunate, but hopefully they do it this year. Uh, Danny, thank you again so much. Uh, we'll keep in touch. We'll do this again sometime. All right. Take care, Danny. Absolutely. Bye. See ya. All right. Off she goes. Danny Boatwright here on Farscast. Big thanks to her for coming on the podcast. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of the show. I really am. I haven't seen every season, especially some of the older seasons. Uh. But I, I do have this background in uh, broadcasting. So, you know, I, I've worked in front of the camera, behind the camera, that kind of thing here and there. So as someone that's done, you know, audio editing, obviously, for this podcast, also some video editing and camera shooting here and there and whatnot, I've always been curious about some of the things that go on with Survivor for the, from as far as production. Like, like I asked her about the whole, you know, final episode, final travel council. I mean, what do you guys do after Jeff leaves with the votes? Um, so uh, that was nice to uh, kind of learn about that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad they brought her back. I know there was that rumor for a long time that they were going to do an all winter season. They just hadn't had a lot of people that they thought were compelling enough to bring back. But eventually they, it happened. Uh, they brought her back uh, for a second time. Uh, hopefully she plays again. Uh, I think it'd be really cool. Uh, now that she's played more recently, she's more, I guess, in the Survivor fray a little bit at least. I'm not sure. Uh, but hopefully she gets to play a third time because I think she, if she has a solid group of people to work with, she could she could go far. That's just my guess. So we'll see. Uh, and of course, you know, she and I both uh, worked in uh, sports broadcasting. Uh, I interned at 810 as well. Uh, she was talking about that. And I also worked at 610 sports radio uh but she was there way before i was so uh small world small world you, you never know who you're gonna run into sometimes uh or you know commonalities as well in this world but uh nonetheless it was a lot of fun talking to danny boatwright hopefully we can talk to her again down the road for sure uh a lot of things we can talk about i mean even outside of reality tv uh like she mentioned she's a huge sports fan so i'm sure we can talk a lot about that i know she's a big la dodgers fan as is my brother and they just recently won the World Series, which is awesome. So, uh, Danny Boatwright uh, from Survivor Guatemala and Winners at War. All right, I mentioned next week. Uh, not exactly sure what w- will happen with the guest situation, but whether there is a guest or not, I will do my weight loss journey on next week's podcast for Farscast. So stay tuned for that. That'll be out next week. Got to give a big thanks to all of you guys for subscribing to the podcast. We are everywhere now. Uh, basically any website where you can listen to a podcast, we're on there now. So please subscribe to the podcast and share the links with your friends. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. I will talk to you guys next week.